0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: In a minute, because we live.
0: Hope you guys had a fun Memorial Day weekend. I know Doug did. Just trying to figure out some things in his life, but also that we understand this is a guy that has been known to pat himself on the back for a lot of different takes. Even if it means interrupting the entire show to pat himself on the back, he will stop a conversation to make sure that he gets right, the Right, let me just
1: say this real quick. <laughs> Raptors in six, <laughs> am I right? Yeah,
0: Raptors did indeed win the Eastern Conference Finals in six games, and Doug Branson immediately texted me. Hey, I mean, maybe, maybe it wasn't immediately, it was the next day, though, I think. You texted me and said, Raptors in six. And here you are once again patting yourself on the back. It was a good call, though. Congratulations.
1: Well, it's not just the call itself because it's easy enough to throw <laughs> out a team and it's, throw it. It's
0: out a- much more impressive on a different level that you didn't mention
1: yet. Right, and I'm going to mention. Trust me, it's it's impressive not just because I named the right team and the right number of games. I think that's easy enough to do unless you're Paul Pierce and you literally only do the opposite. He sank the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, Paul Pierce. Is there a bigger He's jinx? That. Not in basketball. Is there a bigger jinx in sports right now? Uh,
0: Drake trying to break that curse as we speak. I think maybe the baton is being handed to Paul Pierce as we speak.
1: Well, and it's it's uh, Drake's hands that are that are doing it. Mm-hmm. Those uh, those wonderful hands that Nick Nurse that are nursing nurse. Mm, nursing Anyhow, those shoulders. it's not that I just predicted the right team <laughs> and the right number of games. It's that I I told you all that the Raptors had figured out something in Milwaukee that Milwaukee was not going to be able to fix. They they just opened up too many holes in Milwaukee's defense and then did just enough to limit what Giannis does to a team on his own. And then you had the collapse of Eric Bledsoe, which I, you know, me, Doug Stradamus, I didn't even foresee that. He soiled himself. He really did. and And it was just amazing to me that I was so right.
0: This is the Locked On Hornets podcast presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. We really do have the local experts, whether it is even on our own team or not. We have the experts and it's Doug Branson.
1: You you said that I was trying to figure some stuff out in my life. I was actually trying to figure out how I could get this more out there and just try to catapult this into some kind of national predictor spot uh, so that I could get out of here and make even more money.
0: You can get Locked on Hornets on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Hornets. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Book your next trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that get rewarded so we do have some Kimba stuff to get to over the weekend look we did give you the episode after Kimba was selected to an NBA third team it was surprising for me I didn't think he would get it over a Bradley Beal or even a Clay Thompson, but sure enough, he did. And now we're in the predicament here in Charlotte of whether the Hornets want to give him the full Supermax. And if Kimba would take the full Supermax, if it meant staying with a team where the roster would largely be the same. Now, we also know that the Hornets would go into the luxury tax. Certainly the luxury tax if they offered Kimba Walker the Supermax. Stephen A. Smith reported on First Take. I love that First Take has just... I didn't think First Take could get bigger. It it was... It's something I didn't think could grow any larger. And yet, boom, they get Magic Johnson and Stephen A. Smith is reporting on things now. Like, he knows Michael Jordan well enough to know whether he would want to pay in the luxury tax. Of course, we got the Magic Johnson escapade. Like, it's all been great. For, somehow, First Take is able to double in size, and I didn't think it could get any bigger at all.
1: I believe that Michael Jordan is a good personal friend of Stephen A. Smith. Yes,
0: Stephen A. Smith reported on First Take Friday morning that Hornets chairman Michael Jordan is unwilling to sign Kimba Walker if it means surpassing the luxury tax threshold. So, We've talked about Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets not going into the luxury tax before. I have never had a problem with that because it means you would be going into the luxury tax for a team that is trying to make the eight seed and they failed this past season. I think that is a legitimate complaint for an owner to not want to spend all that much more money and it's the repeater tax that really gets you and so that would possibly be a problem had they done that in previous years. I don't want to do that if it means that a team is just competing for the eight seed. They failed the last few seasons and they did not get it this season. And so if you were to do that again, If you were to try to get Kimba Walker enough to where you would certainly be in the luxury tax, this is going to be a team again next season that is fighting for an eight seed.
1: To me, this indicates that the Charlotte Hornets realize what I think a lot of us have been discussing. If it's valid. Right. Right. If it's valid. If it's right. Yeah, I'm going to pursue I'm (laughs) going to presume that Stephen A. Smith has Um, the inside track on this kind of thing. I'm sorry, Stephen A. But I think the Hornets realize what we've all been discussing, which is if Kimba Walker is your highest paid player, if Kimba Walker is your best player, can you contend for the Eastern Conference? I've said no. And I think this is an indication that the Hornets also believe that not to be the case and are unwilling to give that Supermax contract to Kimba Walker because of not only what it does to the franchise, but but what it allows them to do in the future. The NBA
0: is projected to have a $109 million salary cap and a $132 million tax level for the 2019-2020 season. So if MKG and Marvin Williams exercise their player options, which, which they will. Marvin is, he told us in the exit interview afterwards that he is, MKG, I guess I'm up for that debate more so than others, but it's certainly a safe assumption to say, okay, both of those guys exercise their player options if they do that. The Hornets will be committed to paying about $98 million in player salaries next season. So you've got that going on. The Supermax would pay Walker a little over $38 million for the 2019-2020 season. And that would put Charlotte well into the tax. And so you have this situation where you don't know if the Hornets even want to do that. I'll tell you this. It's funny to see a lot of the player opinions on what Kimba should do. Because, Doug, I have not heard one player opinion that says Kimba should go to a more attractive roster. Every single one that I can account at the top of my head for, anything that I've heard from a player or a coach that was in the NBA once upon a time has told Kimba to go get that money. That includes Kendrick Perkins. It includes Byron Scott. They both said it on the jump. Jalen Rose interrupted Jay Williams saying, Kimba, don't be a fool and turn down the $80 million. I can't name you a player or a coach that has said, Turn down the eighty million if it is fully off. Can
1: you name me a player that's ever won anything? <laughs> I mean, that's the one common denominator in the in the players that you just named. They've never won anything. They've it, never been a number one guy. So that that's the difference, right? Because, Kendrick,
0: I guess, won. But, well, yeah, Byron but, Scott, I guess, won.
1: Well, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick was holding on to the boat. He wasn't. He wasn't paddling.
0: He was a defensive stopper down there.
1: Okay, but he's not the reason they won. He got to. He got to join in on the party. <laughs> he was not throwing the party. What I'm saying to you is that yeah of course they are going to say that because they have that perspective of there's a limited amount of time that we're able to do what we do and you have to maximize the amount of money that you make in that short span and they didn't have any endorsement deals like kp wasn't getting any endorsement deals neither was byron scott or whoever else you mentioned jalen rose no he was just you know he's just mentioned every time that kobe Bryant is mentioned now No, he is but um but if you are a premier player in this league, if you are a star player in this league, then all of a sudden you do have that factor sitting in the back of your mind. Like, where is my legacy going to be? Am I in control of my own legacy? The only way to be in control of your own legacy is to put yourself in a position where you can win hardware.
0: Is it almost... Is it almost... Even a different point, but kind of the same in the way that Kendrick and Byron did win something. Like, in fact, that was the exact opposite, which was kind of funny. Like, they both did win something, but it wasn't a star. And so, like, they've already got the ring. Of course, they're speaking from a title winner's perspective.
1: Right, Like, they've got the ring. Right, right. They can go around and say that they are a championship NBA player. And if that's important to Kimball Walker, then he needs to put himself in a place that is is capable of putting the players around him that will win him an NBA championship. And I'm not sure if the Hornets commit to anywhere near the max or the super max for Kimball Walker that they could do that.
0: On the other side of this break... We will be talking to a lot of different national basketball writers on the wake-up call. We'll be getting a lot of different takes from your local basketball writers. We're going to get a lot of takes on what Kimba Walker should do, and I want to experiment with a segment. I want to play a game show on the other side of this break. We do have some sound from a national basketball writer, and we're going to play plenty of that as we get really down in here in the last month before Kimba Walker does decide where he wants to play the next four or five years of his basketball career. Thanks to untucket for sponsoring Locked On. If you are looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. Again, that's untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. We'll play a game show after the break.
2: This is Locked on Hornets. Did yeah. we
0: like the Marco Bellinelli experiment here, no. in Charlotte? Or are we glad that he's kind of gone? I I I'm one of those kind of glad he's I, gone. I, one of the, I, I one of the
1: only players that has blocked Locked On Hornets on Twitter. Did he block this?
0: <laughs> yeah, blocked did, did us. Did, did we come at him for something? Or
1: so I may have said, and I didn't at him or anything like that, but I may have said that his defense on LeBron James at one point resembled that of a potted plant. <laughs>
2: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: I'm itching, Walker. What are you itching for, Doug? I've got a case of the chicken mocks. <laughs> Mocked on I'm Hornets. I'm not scratching it. Drew Peckham. Be- Drew Peckham. At NBA.com, did a mock of the Is that mocks. that your chicken
0: pun again, Drew Peckham? I don't know if that was something or I was helping you there, but
1: I didn't mean to do that, block. but it works brilliantly. So, Drew Peckham at NBA.com did a mock of the mocks, a roundup of who's mocked where, and Jackson Hayes, Let me do that again, and Jackson <laughs> Hayes lands with Charlotte at number 12. Christopher Knox at bleacherreport.com says, Mox. Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo Langford? You're at 12 and you're going to the Charlotte Hornets and volleyball courts at a Missouri park have closed after someone reportedly cut their foot stepping on a knife that was hidden underneath the sand. Investigators said at least two knives were eventually found buried underneath that same sand. Talk about a spike.
0: I stepped all over you in that segment. I wanted to be a part of the fun. You gave me the chicken pox example, and I found too many things to mention that played off of that pun. I'm going to give you another chance to take over 100% of the podcast. We do have a new game show that we're going to debut today. It's going to be probably about a month before this game show runs its course. Hell, it might run it run its course over the next couple of days. There's a lot of people giving their Kimba Walker takes about what should Kimba do? What should the Charlotte Hornets do? So we are implementing a new game show. Our first contestant is going to be Dan Feldman of Pro Basketball Talk, a part of NBC Sports. There's so many takes. And I what I want to do, rather than what normally we would do, play the sound, Doug and I talk a little bit about what this guy said, why it's interesting. It's all going to be in large part the same. Is that fair to say, Doug? Like, unless there's just something in particular that is fascinating, there's going to be a lot of the same analysis that you hear over and over
1: again. I love it. I love hearing from random people around the country (laughs) about what Kimba Walker should do.
0: So what we're going to do is rather than playing the sound and then us two just talking about the sound and being redundant once again, I want to play a game show. And that game show is What Should Kimba Do? And now I hand it over to your host, Doug Branson.
1: Hi, Charlotte. Welcome to America's favorite game show. What, 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 should, 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 (laughs) should, Kemba, 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 Walker, 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 do? Our first contestant, Dan Feldman from NBC Sports and Pro Basketball Talk. Dan, take it away. It's tough. It's real tough. If you want to win a championship, if
2: that's the goal, you can't offer him the extension. It, It would lower the feeling... For so long, you can't do that. But championship isn't the only only goal, and the Hornets have operated as if that's not the only goal. Uh, but if you lose him, if he go, walks for nothing, next year is going to be a year of purgatory. There's nowhere to really go. The roster is capped out, and then you're basically rebuilding again from rock bottom. So that's not a great place to be. Uh, you can be somewhat competitive like, like the Hornets have been in recent years if you keep him, uh, and that's fighting just to make the playoffs. Uh, maybe get into uh, a good first-round series, maybe make it to the second round, but that's probably the feeling. Is that worth it? Uh, and it's going to be harder, because with the Supermax, unless Michael Jordan all of a sudden is going to pay the luxury tax, no indication that suddenly he is, uh, that means getting rid of other good players, not great players, overpaid players, the players who can contribute, and to get rid of them, you might have to give up a draft pick. You're you're hurting your, your present day. You're hurting your future. It's real
1: tough. Thanks, Dan. A lot of questions, not many answers. And that's what we're all about here on What Should Kimba Walker Do?
0: A wild success in our debut. I'm so sorry, Dan. We did not mean to make a mockery of your analysis, except that's exactly what we meant to do. And yet we still appreciate you for joining us. It's not like you said anything that was, I feel bad. I feel bad. But we need to move on because that's the game. That's the rules. and I'm not abiding by them. We appreciate you joining us here on the Locked on Horns it podcast. Great it really was. It really was. Today's show is brought to you by Grip6, ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap. And it's a great Father's Day gift. Go to Grip6. Has, has, they have a special offer for you at Grip6.com slash lock grip slash l o c k e real quick quickly before we take another break here doug we did get another kind of star player somebody to pay attention to within the nba draft that did work out for the charlotte hornets here recently it was bruno fernando big guy for the maryland terrapins uh going to be he's specifically listed at center and we know that this is somebody that Uh, Fits the profile of what Mitch Kupchak and what James Borrego have talked about wanting to address in this year's NBA draft. We've had a lot of discussion about Bol Bol. He's a little intriguing. Brandon Clark, we've certainly talked enough about. Jackson Hayes is somebody a lot of people like. I know that's starting to become your boy. He might be getting your rose at this point in time. But Bruno Fernando is somebody out of Maryland that does fit that draft profile. I do uh, like Bruno Fernando quite a bit the more I look at him. Funny, it's, it's him, that front court for Maryland with him and Jalen Smith. I wonder if Jalen Smith would be regarded as a higher draft prospect maybe next season after he gets more seasoning with the Maryland Terrapins. But Jalen Smith and Bruno Fernando both were very good for the Terrapins last year. Bruno, very tall, uh, gifted in lateral quickness for how big he is. He did very well in the shuttle run he did very well with his lane agility not exactly the biggest leaper in the world but he is strong and he can shoot a little bit we got to see him hit a three-pointer in an ncaa tournament game when he played against belmont he actually hit a three-pointer so i like what bruno fernando does offer you and he does fit that draft profile overall just another guy that i like and i can't help it there are guys that i dislike i need to get to them quickly because it seems like i'm just a fanboy out of all of the first round selections here this year
1: i actually really love this at maybe the early second round round he's right now he's being mocked all over the place some some people have him at 14 some people have him uh, like right outside of the first round in that early second round period where the Hornets do have a pick I, I believe it's at 36 so I I love him as a as a sort of quality pickup in the second round because he does have the strength to go along with athleticism for his position and he showed off some post skills at Maryland, like some good footwork. There's some potential there because a lot of people say, "Well, Bruno is raw, really raw, offensively." Man, but there are. I've I saw when I looked at his tape, like I saw glimpses of a guy who could really, under the right tutelage, pick some things up and be a danger on offense.
0: Completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Now, one thing about Bruno does not have a left hand. I mean, he basically he doesn't have. I don't know if you that's, know that he's a one-handed what, player.
1: I was gonna say it's that's tough. That's gonna make things tough for him, only having one hand.
0: Yeah, you know, we've seen people perform at that maybe not that level, but we have seen people play basketball with one hand before. Gonna be really tough if you're a famous baseball selection. player
1: who pitched with virtually one hand yep
0: jim abbott uh believe pitched no hitter with only just one hand. glad you knew the name no i did yes <laughs> and i knew <laughs> i guess i could see you wanted to go there you knew that you were too far and didn't have the name so you decided to just hope you, that i didn't ask you the threw name threw me a life preserver yeah there you go jim abbott yeah congratulations uh no left hand really for him it doesn't work very well that is but i do like bruno fernando and i'm completely with you like you read a lot of the evaluations on him they do talk about oh he's extremely raw like okay but. There's some things that do look somewhat refined from him. I mean, he can hit the jump shot. I've seen him hit a couple of mid-range jumpers. We, I, I mentioned that three that he hit against Belmont. You know, it was a little slow getting there, but it's not like I'm ready to have him come off screens pulling up. I, I like Bruno Fernando. I like him a lot. In fact, if, if they were to get him at 12, I know you're talking about more early second-round pick. I, maybe that's a guy that you eye the entire time and want to move up maybe later in the first round to get I like Bruno, man. I'm with you.
1: Yeah, if they could move back, honestly, move I'm back fi- or up. I don't right. even care. I'm fine with it at 12. You know why? Because he's 240 with a seven foot wingspan. He's athletic for his position. That's the kind of player I'm okay with the Hornets taking an opportunity on, taking a chance on. If he's raw offensively, I just I, I feel like if you're not going to trade that number 12 pick, then you really have so little to lose that if you fall in love with a guy and they've worked him out now, so they they have a better picture of of who he is offensively then if you really love that guy then yeah absolutely i'm i'm all for it
0: remember to get this show every day subscribe to locked on hornets on the new himalaya podcast app in an ever expanding podcast world you need himalaya with their personally curated playlist and themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery you can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and sports. Download Himalaya free at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Hornets. We appreciate you joining us once again. We'll take a quick break and come back with plenty more. It's LOH on the Locked on Podcast Network.
1: This is Locked on Hornets.
2: I can't tell you on wax.
0: I will explain. <laughs> you got your sources? I have.
1: Can you explain what on wax
0: means? I can't tell you on wax right now.
2: It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: Welcome back to Mocked on Hornets. Dwayne Rankin of azcentral.com has ranked Nas Little forward out of North Carolina at number 12 to the Hornets. Zach Rosenblatt of nj.com also. What is nj.com? New Jersey.com, I imagine, but the it's not NewJersey.com, its, no. it's NJ.com. Mm, okay, there used to be a Charlotte.com, but I believe that got eaten Talk by to me when the
0: state. Has it
1: anyway? NJ.com also has Nas Little going to the teal and purple in his mock draft that was published today. That's fresh out the oven mock draft. And new data is out from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization on which states report the most sightings of the elusive creature. Topping the list are Washington, California, and Pennsylvania.
0: Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do you believe he exists out there?
1: I don't believe in Nas Little, I'll tell you that much right now.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have Bigfoot than Nas Little.
1: I believe that Bigfoot exists more than I believe that Nas Little will be a star player in this league.
0: If you think about it, James Borrego and Mitch Kupchak have both discussed they need a big man down low with a physical presence. Is there anything else that Bigfoot does not check off for that evaluation?
1: You're blowing my mind. And honestly, if we want to find out if Bigfoot is real, there's no better way than to offer him a a rookie-scale contract and see if he wants to make millions of dollars. What does he have to
0: lose? Okay, I'm sure that an environment... Besides where he's living now, right? He's secluded. I mean, we could bring him to stardom. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people would really appreciate You don't think people would show up to Spectrum Center to watch Bigfoot put on a Hornets jersey? Blocking shots, eating people up down in the paint? Some chew I would pay for that. <laughs> Tried to get through it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Tried.
1: I mean, no, I know. I think, pay no, for it listen, as well. now no, you, but
0: in all seriousness about Chewbacca, no, but
1: uniform. no, but in all seriousness, if, if you did, if you did want to draft Bigfoot, you would have, you would have a couple of situations that you would have to take care of. Number one, you'd have to custom fit one of those draft caps to Bigfoot mm-hmm. because I'm telling you right now, he's going to need all the snaps. He's going to have to, it's going to go beyond one. So you need a custom hat. Also, you're going to have to give some protection to Adam Silver because if Adam Silver tries to dap up Bigfoot, I'm telling you right now he's coming back with one arm.
0: Now, is he going to understand the Charlotte Hornets once it comes out of Adam Silver's mouth? Like, uh, the Charlotte Hornets select Bigfoot at 12 overall. Wow, man, somebody's going so right. to somebody's gonna have to be there to help him. Say, hey, go to the stage now. I don't know how you communicate. Maybe we get somebody, a Jane Goodall-esque if you will. Somebody I knew li- Jane. I was looking for Goodall. Yeah.
1: Thanks for the life preserver again. No,
0: you're welcome. Somebody, Somebody like that to help communicate with Bigfoot. No, teams have translators all the time.
1: It's oh, we true. can get
0: one for Bigfoot and know, hey, don't eat that guy, set a screen. I think that could be taught to Bigfoot.
1: Well, listen, we we know the uh, the player development issues that this team has had in the past, but hopefully they're over <laughs> that now and and they can work with Bigfoot to become a better prospect than Noah Vonley.
0: Yeah, and especially more than Nas Little. We don't want Nas, we want Bigfoot. Thanks for I'm joining. In, I'm in it. All right, thanks for joining us here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. You did want to get to a new show that you're watching. It's been a very pop culture show for you, especially since we are going to go to a new show that you're watching. I know that maybe we can have an evergreen story about your game show that you did host in college. Maybe we can talk about that a different time. But you also wanted to mention a new show that maybe some people that are still fiending for new Game of Thrones, maybe those addicts could go to a different show that you
1: mentioned. Yeah, the game show that we did last segment, I actually pitched that because I am dying to do a game show of some kind. I feel like I would really thrive in that moment. I actually did a game show in college as part of the student television network. It was called The Drive. And the technology that we used to actually make the board and people select was way beyond what anyone else was doing, number one. Number two, we made an actual physical board. It was based on football. So you you picked questions that, that uh, basically were yardage. So you picked a 20-yard question, and you could move your ball up the <laughs> field, which was all Velcro and felt. But anyway, the show got canceled after one episode. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of people lost their jobs, and uh, but on the plus side, we ended up using the the board that we made as a beer pong table.
0: Oh, I like that is a success story. So now it had a happy ending. Everybody else is laughing except for
1: my brain cells. They it, did not have a happy ending. No, no, they, they died.
0: <laughs> they did. a
1: lot like the people on my favorite new show right now, Chernobyl on HBO. Mm. If you haven't checked this show out, do it. It's a great sort of uh, uh, a great sort of show to get you past your Game of Thrones, Jones.
0: I like that. I like Chernobyl. That'll be interesting to watch. I if you're I, a I could huge history buff,
1: if you're a huge history buff, it's going to give you an inside look into a a really interesting time in world history with the Soviet Union nearing collapse. And they're they're doing everything they can to cover up this uh, terrible event that happened in Chernobyl. A nuclear reactor explodes, spreads nuclear material all over the place. It gives you an inside look into that period. has a lot of parallels to now where, you know, alternative facts, alternative truth, fake news. What can you trust? What can't you trust? Is the government telling the truth? A lot of things going on there. But also, if you just love to see, like, mutated human flesh... Also, a great
0: show. Okay. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Hornets. We appreciate you joining us once again. We'll be back with you tomorrow.
1: How's Bigfoot's footwork?